Good morning, everybody. My name is Ryan, and this is AIIW News. Thank you for joining me. Today we have some interesting news stories for us. We've got a crypto heist, a spring offensive in Ukraine, a plan to ban TikTok in Montana, and restrictions on drag shows and pride parades in Florida. So, we will jump right on into that and get right on into it today. Um, so we have the U.S. cracked a three. Oh, let me get back over here. I got to be at the right view. Sorry. There we go. The U.S. cracked a $3.4 billion crypto heist and Bitcoin's anonymity. By James Zong of the Wall Street Journal. Oh, I'm sorry. This is by Robert. Macmillan, uh, James Zong, appeared to have pulled off the perfect crime. In December 2012, he stumbled upon a software bug while withdrawing money from his account on Silk Road, an online marketplace used to hide criminal dealings behind the seemingly bulletproof anonymity of blockchain transactions and the dark web. Mr. Zong, a 22-year-old 22, a University of Georgia computer science student at the time, used the site to buy cocaine. And then he said, I accidentally double-clicked the withdraw button and was shocked to discover that it resulted in allowing me to withdraw double the amount of Bitcoin I had deposited. He later said in federal court, After the first fraudulent withdrawal, Mr. Zong created new accounts and with a few hours of work, stole 50,000 Bitcoins worth at the time around $600,000. Court papers from federal prosecutors show. And so what this is, this article is about, it's about Bitcoin. And originally, when I first heard about it back in 2009 and 2010, it was thought of as being completely anonymous. But in the intervening years, I've done some thinking about it, and the world has discovered that the blockchain is actually the least anonymous transactions in the world. And what I mean by that is the blockchain is literally a text file of every single transaction and account number that has ever existed on the blockchain network. And so as soon as the federal government can start putting a name to each of the different blockchain uh, wallets, then they can start to track and trace transactions all the, all all the way through so you can see when that wallet was created when it was first funded and ultimately when it gets funded by those fraudulent transactions or when it is used to pay for fraudulent or criminal transactions and so what this article is about is a crime that was committed uh like a decade ago and was just now solved because the federal government has gone through and started tracing all of these different accounts and putting names and identities and associating them to each one of these Bitcoin wallets. And so originally we thought that it was going to be a very easy way to an anonymously pay for things, but now it is very clear that this is not an anonymous form of payment but one that is actually very easily tracked and traced. So, something to look out for and keep aware of. Uh, and the Bible verse that I have for this says, 
dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Proverbs 11, 1. And so I think that what God wants us to do is make sure that in everything that we do, we are honest and above the board, and that we are not breaking the law. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't ever break illegal laws, because there are laws in the United States that are not legal. Uh, So we do need to stand up to injustice and to people who are breaking the Constitution, and we don't need to follow their laws. But whenever there is a legal and just uh, law, we need to follow it as Christians. All right, so that was our first first story there. And now we have one on Ukraine. And the story here, the headline is, As Spring Offensive Nears, Ukraine is Drafting Reinforcements. This comes from the Washington Post and was written by Shibahan O'Grady and Kostyatin Gudov. I apologize for the pronunciations there. And out of Kiev, Ukraine, the men in uniform could show up almost anywhere, anytime. They knock on civilians' front doors and randomly stop them on street corners, handing out draft papers that can turn lives upside down. Ukraine needs more soldiers and fast. Kiev is preparing for an imminent assault on Russian occupying forces, and while Ukraine does not disclose its casualty counts, Commanders in the field have described large losses. In a trove of leaked classified files, the U.S. government recently estimated that between 124,000 and 131,000 Ukrainian soldiers had been killed or wounded since the start of the invasion, more than five times what Kiev has publicly disclosed. Quote, we need to understand if the war lasts another year, we're all going to be in the army, said Sasha, 35, a casting director an amateur kickboxer who is taking a private military training course in the capital in case he is drafted. He spoke on the condition that only his first name be used because of concerns over publicizing his mobilization status. The much-hyped counteroffensive will rely on both new soldiers and more experienced troops newly trained on donated Western equipment, including Leopard 2 tanks, and the pace of aggression with which officials are now calling on civilian men to report to military offices or sign up on their own are sowing public or sowing panic among those who feel unprepared or unwilling to serve so what this is saying is that those who have been avoiding going into the Ukrainian military will likely soon be part of it and ultimately If Ukraine wishes to be an independent country, these men are going to have to show up and fight. And I think it's rather unconscionable that your country could be under attack like that and literally have the Russians in your uh, territory that your country claims and you not be willing to pick up arms and go to war against them. Uh, It's crazy to me that this, this person is standing around getting their own private training outside of the normal uh, Ukrainian military training. You know, this is well over a year after the whole thing has already started. And uh, yeah, so that person needs to go and join up and, and go to war and fight. And I know that it's likely a death sentence and it's horrible, but uh, what's better that your family live under oppressive Russian rule, oppressive Russian rule, or that they live under the Ukrainian rule that you have lived under uh, for decades now. And so 
that's the question that they have to ask themselves. And, you know, uh, if we look at like a, a movie like Captain America's, uh, the first one, um, you know, people in the United States were, were jumping at the chance to go overseas and fight for their country when the time was, uh, when it was necessary at the time. And so I, you know, I think that that's what we would do here in the United States again, if we were under that kind of threat. And I would hope that the Ukrainians get it together and they realize that they need to go off and they need to fight for their homeland. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, what I have for that story. Um, the Bible verse that I have for it is, uh, from Isaiah two, four, and it says, he shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And that is speaking about an end time when Jesus Christ has uh, been seated in his father, King David's throne, and has taken over political control of the world, and we no longer will be going to war and have to worry about these horrible atrocities. Thank God that will happen someday, and unfortunately it's not happening quite yet for those men dying in Ukraine today. So we're going to move on to our next story, which is going to be out of dnyuz.com, and it is a plan to ban TikTok in Montana is a preview for the rest of the country. So, uh... This says lawmakers in Washington are pushing for an outright ban of TikTok on American soil. Montana might beat them to it. The state's legislature is further along than any other body in the United States to passing a ban of the popular Chinese-owned video app, which has faced scrutiny for whether it is handing sensitive data about Americans to Beijing. A Montana bill to block the app was introduced in February, and the state Senate approved it last month. It is expected to face a vote in the state house as soon as this week and has a strong chance of passing. So this little blurb missed the entire point of why TikTok should be banned. And this is from someone who has a very large, at least in my opinion, account over on TikTok. And the reason that it needs to be banned is not because it's giving data back to China. That is a problem and not great. But the real issue is that it gives China the ability to make our children and us, even us adults, see whatever they want us to see. And by that, I mean they have what they call a heating button, where they literally put in the link to any video, and they can make that video get millions or billions of views. And that's a problem because it is being used, in my opinion, to change and tweak what Americans see on TikTok. And this leads us to think things that are different than what we would normally think, believe things that are different than what we would normally believe, and to start changing and shaping our political and social opinions in ways that are very, very, very harmful. This can be anywhere from showing people too many videos of eating so that they start overeating and getting fat, all the way to uh, showing children videos of adult men who are uh, wearing m women's clothing and normalizing that behavior 
and making it into a thing that it never was before TikTok. And so that's why TikTok specifically is a problem, whereas Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, both being American citizens, I'm a lot less concerned about them having that ability, not to mention that they're more beholden to the laws and everything that exists here in the United States because they live here, whereas China has absolutely no care in the world about our laws or about our culture, and they wish to subvert it and destroy it in any way they possibly can. And so that is why I think it's a good thing that Montana and hopefully the rest of the United States is looking at banning TikTok. The Restrict Act at the federal level is an absolute abomination. It is not at all what we should be looking at passing. It's basically the uh, Patriot Act for the Internet, which is where way which is the way I have seen it described, and we need to be very very wary of it. All right. Uh, so back to the article. Along the way, the proposal has encountered obstacles. A major internet provider said it could not block TikTok in Montana prompting lawmakers to rewrite the legislation. A trade group funded by Apple and Google, which operate the app stores that would be forbidden to carry the app, also declared that it was impossible for the companies to prevent access to TikTok in a single state. And I can say for a fact that that is not true. It would be very easy for regional ISPs to block TikTok in the entire state. Uh, all that the ISPs in the state would need to do is block the IP addresses that TikTok uses. And once you do that, the whole thing's taken care of. So they actually could have very easily blocked TikTok. They just didn't want to. Back to the story. And the lobbying has been intense. Critics of China have appeared at hearings supporting the bill. To strike back, TikTok has pushed its users to oppose the legislation by calling and emailing Montana's Republican governor, Greg Gianforte, a spokeswoman for Mr. Gianforte said he would carefully consider any bill the legislature sends to his desk and noted that he had already banned TikTok on state devices. So this is going to be something you're going to hear a lot more about in the coming weeks and months. So I think that we need to keep uh, we need to keep that uh, in our minds and understand what is going on. So the Bible verse that I have for us, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. Philippians 4.8. And I think that we need to probably watch a little bit less TikTok and YouTube and all the other social media apps, and we need to meditate on the things that God has for us to meditate on that are good and lovely and pure and true and noble. Um, and yeah, so I think that we should follow Philippians 4.8 here and think about that uh, rather than be on TikTok all day. So we are finally moving on to our last, uh, to our last story here. And it comes to us from the Miami Herald, uh, and it's written by Anna Sabalos and Romy Ellenbogen, and it says, Restrictions on drag shows, pride parades, and question 
as Senate approves bill. And the article continues to say, The Republican-led Senate on Tuesday approved legislation that would bar children from attending drag shows with lewd performances, a proposed restriction that follows a national theme in GOP states, and that comes a day after a Republican Florida lawmaker called members of the LGBT community mutants and demons. So this is happening in the Florida Senate, and it is led by Republicans as well as their... I believe it's their house, or it could be their assembly, um, and Governor Ron DeSantis is a Republican, so these things are likely to pass. Um, so, we'll continue with this biased story, <laughs> and the story says, Supporters of the measure titled Protection of Children argue the state government needs to intervene in certain cases to ensure children are not witnessing sexual content, even in cases when parents approve. Democrats and LGBTQ advocates, however, say the broad language and stiff penalties are designed to stifle drag shows and pride parades, events that organizers say are meant to be joyous community celebrations. So, the organizers of these events are absolutely lying to you. They are not supposed to just be joyous community celebrations. They are sexual celebrations by definition. A drag show is a show put on where men dress up as women and parade around in sexually explicit dances. That is the definition of what a drag show is. You cannot have a drag show where those things are not taking place. And so when you are setting up events like drag shows for children, you are setting up, you are setting up sexually explicit shows that are designed for children to see. And it's evil and it's wrong. And it needs to stop. And I'm proud of Florida for considering this legislation as it is incredibly necessary. And I mean, just think about what a pride parade is. You, you by definition, think of people, uh, either gay, lesbian, bisexual, whatever your orientation, being lewd on uh, walking down Main Street or on floats going down Main Street. That's just what you think of when you think of those events. They're so completely tied together, there's no way to separate the two. And it's been getting out of hand. You know, you have the First Amendment right to speak your mind, to say what you believe, to wear the shirts that you want to wear, to wear the clothing that you want to wear, but you don't have that First Amendment right to sexually uh, be sexually explicit in front of children. It's evil, and it's wrong, and it needs to stop. Uh, and I'm glad that Florida is working towards ending that horrifying uh you know those horrifying displays in front of children and the bible verse that i have for this one says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it which is from proverbs 22 6 and i think that is incredibly important today for parents to realize and to understand that they need to take responsibility of training up their children the community has absolutely done their best to do everything they possibly can that is harmful to your child, and you need a, you as a parent need to retake the responsibility to train your child from the state. It is a parent's job to teach them. It's a parent's job to train them. It's a parent's job to show them good morals and to ultimately, hopefully, lead them to Christianity if that is what their child is uh, going to do. 
And so I, uh, I'm a very strong advocate for these kinds of laws that will protect children. Uh, there's other laws that are going through that are trying to uh, either, uh, from the Democrats, put sexually explicit material into children's libraries, or if you're, or Republicans are trying to ensure that sexually explicit material is not found in libraries that children can access. And I think that's an incredibly important fight that those people, uh, especially Republicans, are fighting. And I hope that we as a country and as a community come to our senses and stop trying to sexualize children. So that's that. Um, I think we are... Let me double check something real quick. And we'll get to our Bible reading. Okay. Yes, that's what I thought. We're going to go here. Bible. All right. So we're going to read one chapter out of the Bible today. I think reading two was a little bit too much. Uh, so we're going to read one out of Acts chapter 22. Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, they kept all the more silent. Then he said, Indeed, or I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous toward God as you are all today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest bears, wit bears me witness and all the council of the elders, from whom I also received letters to the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now it happened, as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. And since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked up at him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you, for you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance, and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believe on you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by, consenting to his death, and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, Depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. And they listened to him until this word, 
And then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. Then as they cried out and tore off their clothes and threw dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks and said that he should be examined under scourging so that he might know why they shouted uh, so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, Take care what you do, for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. The commander answered with a large sum, I obtained this citizenship. And Paul said, But I was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him, and the commander was also afraid after he found out that he was a Roman, and because he had bound him. The next day, because he wanted to know for certain why he was accused by the Jews, he released him from his bonds and commanded the chief priests and all their council to appear and brought Paul down and set him before them. All right, everybody, thank you for joining me. I've had a lot of, it's been a good time uh, bringing you the news today, and I hope to see you again on Friday. Goodbye.